This is section 52 of Mark Twain Speaking. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Dinner Speech Stationer's Board of Trade Dinner Hotel Brunswick, New York, February 10, 1887 Read by John Greenman Gentlemen, I find this an evening of surprises. I came here through an understanding with the chairman that I, having reformed, was not to break over pledges made and drift into an after-dinner speech unless I saw immoralities or crimes being committed, and, lo, I have waited in constant expectation that something would be said or done that would compel me to speak but concerning what has been said and done here i am bound to say that thus far they have been mere uh, misdemeanors i have been introduced to you as an example of the author and the publisher i am one of the latest publishers and i am one of the oldest authors and certainly one of the best when i came here i expected to remain in some humble capacity outside of the door and never dreamt of being made conspicuous by taking a seat high up among the distinguished guests but then i am used to being made conspicuous as i say i have found nothing really to attack i expected mr beeman to commit himself lawyers are always committing themselves but mr beeman was was well, the fact is his speech can actually be complimented as to his attacking ben that is to say ben franklin an old dead man that can be explained franklin was sober because he lived in philadelphia why philadelphia is a sober city today what must it have been in franklin's time why it is as good as sunday to be in philadelphia now franklin was frugal and as he says himself with becoming modesty he had no vices because although he little suspected it he made a vice of frugality mr beeman wishes that at the last he may be shoved into a barrel of madeira but if he had lived here instead of in philadelphia he would have wanted to get the barrel of madeira into him i am here in the character of author and publisher but i think i will let that rest oh i can tell you a great deal about publishing but i don't think i will i am rather too fresh yet and i am at the honest stage now but after a while when i graduate and grow rich i will tell you all about it education is so common that an education is within the grasp of everyone and if he does not want to pay for it why here is the state ready to pay for it for him but sometimes i want to inquire what an education is i remember myself 
and all of you old fellows probably remember the same of yourselves that when i went to school i was told that an adjective is an adverb and it must be governed by the third person singular and all that sort of thing and when i got out of school i straightway forgot all about it in my combined character of publisher and author i receive a great many manuscripts from people who say they want a candid opinion whether that is good literature or not that is all a lie what they want is a compliment but as to this matter of education the first thing that strikes you is how much teaching has really been done and how much is worthless cramming you have all seen a little book called english as she is spoke now in my capacity of publisher i recently received a manuscript from a teacher which embodied a number of answers given by her pupils to questions propounded these answers show that the children had nothing but the sound to go by the sense was perfectly empty here are some of their answers to words they were asked to define auriferous pertaining to an orifice ammonia the food of the gods equestrian one who asks questions parasite a kind of umbrella ipecac a man who likes a good dinner and here is the definition of an ancient word honored by a great party republican a sinner mentioned in the bible and here is an innocent deliverance of a zoological kind there are a good many donkeys in the theological gardens here also is a definition which really isn't very bad in its way demagogue a vessel containing beer and other liquids here too is a sample of a boy's composition on girls which i must say i rather like girls are very stuck up and dignified in their manner and behavior they think more of dress than anything and like to play with dowels and rags they cry if they see a cow in a far distance and are afraid of guns they stay at home all the time and go to church every sunday they are always sick they are always funny and making fun of boys hands and they say how dirty they can't play marbles i pity them poor things they make fun of boys and then turn round and love them i don't believe they ever killed a cat or anything they look out every night and say oh ain't the moon lovely there is one thing i have not told and that is they always now their lessons better'n boys End of dinner speech read by John Greenman.